The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Thank you. And hello, everybody. This is Vileen Shah your facilitator for I Love Braille, welcoming you on February the 2nd, 2023. This event is sponsored by the East Bay Center for the Blind in Berkeley, California, and strongly supported by the American Council of the Blind, which is a national group uh, uh, who provide uh, numerous services for the blind and visually impaired people. Uh, I especially welcome our guest speaker, Frank Welty, who is one of the most active workers of American Council of the Blind and who is the treasurer, I believe, of Braille Revival League and who is also a Braille transcriber for the San Francisco Lighthouse for the Blind. I know that much about him, but when I met Frank Welty first time at an ACB chapter meeting at the Lighthouse for the Blind, I was very impressed the way he was moving around and the way he wrote down my phone number on his iPhone. I did not know the technology so well at that time. So that's something I was so old. Well, friends. Before we get started, there's a little announcement. The American Council of the Blind offers education scholarship, I believe, starting from $2,000 to $7,500 for the students who are going to college or those who are working part-time and taking college classes. Uh, the condition is that your GPA must be 3.0, at least 3. and <clears throat> Uh, if anyone who wants more information on this, anybody who is going to college would like to apply for scholarship to American Council of the Blind, please send me your email to shah, S-H-A-H, at eastbaycenterfortheblind.org. I'll say that again, S-H-A-H, at eastbaycenterfortheblind.org. Also, second announcement is that I would like to have your feedbacks about every session that you attend. And I'll appreciate more people sending me the feedback. So please do after today's session is over. Our guest speaker is going to tell us about Braille challenge. I believe Braille itself is a challenge for most people. For some people, they challenge Braille and learn. But there are people who find it a little difficult, they have to struggle, and they do make, and they learn. However, Braille Challenge is an event about which I do not know so much, of course. So I'll be learning with you when our guest speaker tells us more about it. With that, uh, I may just uh, briefly tell you, Frank, normally uh, you may want to speak about 15, 20 minutes, no hard and fast rule, and then the floor will be open for the questions from the audience. Our audience today so far is 25. Normally we go up to 35 participants, so we may 
and remember you uh, i'm i'm sure you know because you were already a guest speaker before so our participants are from all parts of the united states as well as from other countries so now we have uh, our host abraham vasta who is in south africa he's sitting there in cape town and uh, we have participants who have joined from uh, macedonia in europe and finland and i'm expecting one from nigeria and there may be more from other countries that will give you the idea about uh, the audience with that over to frank thank you frank all right well good day everybody i'm glad to be back again it's always a uh, fun to be here on i love braille because i do love braille and there you as go. as violin said i am a blind you uh, certified ueb trail braille transcriber and i work in the media and accessible design laboratory at the lighthouse for the blind and visually impaired here in san francisco california we in the mad lab produce alternate media like braille and large print and audio we're best known for our tactile graphics especially our tactile maps and uh, if we have a little time you can ask me about that but the main reason i'm here today is that we're going to talk about an event it's actually a national event known as the braille challenge the braille challenge is a contest for school children through all grades of primary and secondary school uh, they have uh, they they break the students into groups by their age group and they compete against each other um, they compete first in regional events and there are a number of them quite a few around the country and then there is a national event in Los Angeles at the Braille Institute of America, which sponsors the uh, the event. And as it happens, one of the regional events is right here in Northern California. It's the Northern California Regional Braille Challenge, and it's going to be held on Saturday, May 4th, here at the Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired in San Francisco. We have uh, a partnership. Sorry yes. to interrupt, uh, Frank. You said May fourth. Is that uh, is that March fourth? Yes, March fourth. Okay. Yes, that's not okay. May fourth. Okay, sorry Thank to you. interrupt. That's right. March fourth. Yeah, that's okay. It happens. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. And we have a partnership. We we partner with the California School for the Blind, which is in Fremont, California. The uh, Vista Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired, which is is in Palo Alto, California, and they also have a center in San Jose, California. And then we have the Lighthouse for the Blind here in San Francisco. And the three of us uh, partner on this event every year. So the event rotates from place to place. And this year it's back at the Lighthouse right here in San Francisco. And uh, the way the regional event works is that it's a day long event. It starts out in the morning with a with a, a light, uh, like a continental breakfast, like snacks and muffins and juice and coffee. And then there is an opening ceremony, which is always very energizing and inspirational. They usually have an inspirational speaker and all of the students that are participating in the event are introduced. I should mention that along with the students who are participating in the, in the event, there are a lot of other people on hand along with, you know, there's the volunteers at the event and then there are family and friends of the students. It's a great event. And then, so throughout the day then, the students participate in, take four tests depending on their, their grade. They can, they have one of one of five, uh, four or five tests. So 
they can have a spelling test or they can have a reading comprehension test where that's a multiple choice based on you know, reading a, a, a passage and then answering questions about it. There is a uh, proofreading test where they identify errors and, and get the correct, uh, what, and identify which one is, which thing is correct. And then there is a uh, speed and accuracy test where the students listen to a passage and then they have to transcribe it into Braille and it's timed. And then they have a, a charts and graphs test where people are supposed to read tactile graphs and then answer a multiple choice questions based on those tactile graphs. And so these students take these four tests during the day. And while they're taking their tests, the uh, rest of the family members are participating in braille related activities so that they learn more about braille and about opportunities for blind students. It's a lot of fun. And then when the students finish taking their test, all the tests are scored. And then the students are ranked based on how they place in their grade, grade group. So there are five groups. There's the uh, novice or uh, the, yeah, there's the apprentice, which are the students like first to second grade, I think it is, or first to third grade. And then there is the freshman, which is sort of the upper elementary grades. And then there is sophomore, which is, I think that's fifth and sixth grade. And then there, is, no, wait, uh, sophomore is like middle school, like, uh, yeah, fifth and sixth grade. Then, then there is junior, which is like seventh to ninth grade. And then finally, so the junior varsity, and then there's varsity, which is the 10th to 12th grade. So depending on what grade you're in, you're competing against students at your grade level. And then at the end of the day, there is a wonderful award ceremony where students are recognized on how they did. They can get first, second, or third place medals. And also there are prizes that go along with that. And it's just a lot of fun. If you've never participated in a Braille challenge, I would encourage you to take the opportunity to find a regional Braille challenge in your area because it is one of the most uplifting, energizing events you can do all year. What I do at the Braille Challenge is I've, I've been doing this for a number of years now. I am one of the scorers. So I help with other people to score the exams as they're completed. Most of the exams are multiple choice, which means that you don't have to actually be a Braille expert to score those, those tests, because as long as you can read the Braille and, and, and be able to mark the score sheets you know, for the multiple choice, you can score that. But there is one test that, that requires a good deal of Braille knowledge, and that is the speed and accuracy test, which you will recall I mentioned is the test where students have to actually transcribe a, a Braille passage that they're listening to. And then those of us who score the speed and accuracy test actually have to go through and read their answers and mark down their errors. And so they prefer for people to be transcribers of Braille or very, very good Braille readers if they're going to do that one. And that, so that's mostly what I do at the Braille Challenge because I'm a transcriber. So that's what's happened at the local Braille Challenge. And again, like I said, there are regional Braille Challenges all around the countries and they're all looking for volunteers. So whether you are a Braille reader and you'd like to be a scorer, or if you'd like to be a proctor where you sit with the students and help them take the exams, or just you wanna do general volunteer things like helping people find their way, getting food, all the things you would be volunteering for at any big event, uh, they can definitely, your Braille Challenge regionals can use assistance. 
Uh, recently, so so uh, after all the re regionals are done, then all of the scores from all of the regionals are sent to the Braille Challenge Coordinator at the Braille Institute in Los Angeles. And they pick the top 50 scoring students from all around the country, and they bring them all out to Los Angeles in June for the National Braille Challenge, which I've never gotten a chance to go to, but it must be an extremely exciting event. So recently, I prepared an article about the Braille Challenge that included listing of all of the uh, Braille Challenge events around the country with contact information, as well as the National Braille Challenge and contact information for that. Um, for those of you who are members of the Braille Revival League, you received that article in the latest spring issue of their Braille Memorandum magazine. If anybody would like to get a copy of that article to get information about the Braille Challenge, um, just um, I, I would be happy to provide that information. I will give you my email address uh, later on so that if anybody wants to contact me, I can send you that article. Yeah, so that you, is the Braille can, Challenge. Sorry, Frank, you can give yeah. only your professional email address. That's fine. You probably yeah. know ACB doesn't allow personal email address. To that's be shared. correct. But I, so I will do yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. No problem. So when we get yeah. to that point, I will give that out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Take um, it just by the way, if anybody is listening here in Northern California and you think you'd like to be a volunteer at our March 4th event, the person you want to contact at the Lighthouse is Jamie Gump. He, he does works in our youth services program. So his email address is J, G like gravy, U, M like Michael, P like Papa, at lighthouse hyphen SF, which is short for San Francisco, dot org. Again, that's J Gump at lighthouse hyphen SF dot org. Let him know you're interested in volunteering. Or if you just want to check it out, then, then come to the lighthouse on March 4th and check out the event. And so now I think I'm ready for questions. Okay. So before we uh, invite questions, uh, I understand that this uh, Braille challenge is only for high school or rather school going students. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Correct. But it's all grades. Yeah. All, so yes. you can all have grades. students go, yes. okay. go through the cha Braille yeah. challenge every year for their entire primary and secondary school mm -hmm. um, experience. And one of the fun things I like about yeah. scoring is yeah. over the years, I've sort of got to recognize different names, and I like to see how they develop their Braille skills over the years as they go along, and that's that's fun. Okay, so on Zoom, we have Beth with a raised hand. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious, like, uh, I know you said you weren't at the National um, Challenge, Evan, Ben, but that's pretty much the same as the um, what you're talking about for um, San Francisco, right? They they take the tests and that's um, right. It's the same test for every region, and and then uh, I I I'm assuming I would assume that at the national event they have different set of tests so that people don't know all the answers. But I'm I believe all <laughs> of the uh, the regional tests as far as I know they're the same. Of course, the only regional I've ever done is is uh, the the Northern California regional. So I guess it's entirely possible that they would have, but. I, 
different tests, but it's not likely because since they're every everybody is competing throughout the nation, they might all be taking the same test. So yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Thanks. Let's check if we have any raised hands in Clubhouse. Hello, Clubhouse. Yeah, we're not, but no hands, no hands. I'm no sorry. hands yet. Okay, no problem. Keeping an eye on. Um, okay. Then we have Linda. <clears throat> Hi, this is very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. What do you do? How do you place in a category a child who perhaps is coming to Braille when they're older, but still want That's, to participate in your challenge? That is a great question and I'm glad you brought it up because the because what they do is they have a rookie category which is for students just like that who are coming are new to Braille so they're not um, competing but they get to participate so they get to have the experience learn how it how it works so that they can come back in the future with experience but yes every student you know no matter your your skill level in Braille no matter your grade level, as long as you're in primary and secondary school, then the student can participate. Who the makes the up merrier. the tests? Who makes up the tests? Uh, I don't know specifically who, but I, of course, <laughs> not the personally, Institute, but yeah, okay. the Braille Institute is manages it. And whether they do it themselves or whether they get it from somewhere else, I've never heard. Mm -hmm. um, I imagine that they've got the skill level in house to do that, but. But again, I don't know specifically, you know, like. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Very interesting. Okay. But as um, far as I know, it's, it's not some other, you know, generic national test. I think it's just their test. Okay, next we have Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Thank you so much for a wonderful presentation. This is thoroughly interesting. Um, my question was, I was really intrigued to hear that they have Braille-related activities for the families, and I was wondering, yes. so what kind of activities do they have? You know, it really depends. You know, it, like, you know, they, sometimes it can be like, like like doing a scavenger hunt, or or they can, it can be Braille games. I, I know a couple times, at least, they've had a Braille spelling bee for students af after the, you know, after they finished their test and before the uh, the the uh, award ceremony, the students would have a, a spelling bee where they have to they have to have the use the right braille contractions for different words. That's fun, and they'll also just do other in, informational things. Like it may not even be specifically braille related, but it may be education related. Somebody might be speaking about a, an interesting program that that a student students could be involved in. Um, usually, there are some people that have inf information tables. For example, um, our local our, our state chapter of the ACB, the California Council of the Blind, we try to have a table there if we can, you know, to give out information about what we do and other groups do that as well. So it's kind of like a Braille fair for, for everybody who's involved. Wow, cool. Um, Brad, do you have any raised hands in Clubhouse? Uh, nothing Brad? right now. Nobody in Clubhouse, okay. okay. Any, and then we have um, Nora. Yes. Yeah, hello. Hi, Nora. Uh, hi. 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 Hi.
We can meet you and uh, with a contest, you have to, uh, when the boil uh, reading contest, you have to go real fast, like a competition, how fast people go or whatever accuracy. Well, yes and no. I think it's more about accuracy on the Braille reading or, or, or that speed and accuracy I talked about where you had to, to write. Um, the each each session is about 45 minutes and in the case of that speed and accuracy exam they have three passages that they, they try to get through or maybe it's two so they probably have about 20 minutes per passage to try and and you know to try and transcribe it and then it's kind of the same for the other ones where they have a multiple choice test so you're not it's not really that much pressure I, except for the speed and accuracy, for the most part, I think that the, the test times are long enough that you don't have to be panicking about your time. Yeah. You know, it's more important to be accurate. Right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Good. Thank you, Nora. Now, uh, let's see. Welcome. Then we have uh, Lori up next. Hi, Lori. Hi, Lori. Hi, am I unmuted now? Nope. Yes, you're, yes you're, you are. We can hear you. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, I'm kind of curious about the graphics, Frank. Uh, what yes. kind of graphics and charts do they do they read? Um, you know, since I never see the actual exams, I don't know specifically. But they're pro I think they're they're things like say bar charts or pie charts or or the different kind of charts that show data, and mm -hmm. then they'll ask a question. For example, it maybe it'll be like a chart that shows rainfall over a period of time for a couple of different places and they might say what is this? so like maybe there's one that shows the rainfall for san francisco and seattle let's say and they'll say okay which which and for you know by month and they'll say like the, mm -hmm. which which uh, mm -hmm. which city has more rain in in april san francisco or or uh seattle or something like that you know it'll be okay. like so okay. you'll need to look at the chart be able to read the chart and then based on that be able to answer the multiple choice question Oh, okay. Interesting. I wish I'd learned more about graphs when I was a child, but uh, I, I agree. And that's something that I think a lot of us are concerned about doing a better job of teaching about tactile graphics, because we find that that's really a challenge for a lot of the students. And hopefully in the future, students will get better training on that. And I know some efforts that are hoping to help that happen. Great. Thank you. Um, we have Alice up next. Alice next, yes. Alice Massa, how are you? Hello, thank you. <laughs> and my question is about how many people usually attend your event or how many participants are there at your particular location? And do you know how many regions there are that will eventually feed into the big event in Los Angeles? And before the end of the hour, could you talk about the tactile graphics and tactile maps that are available through the San Francisco Lighthouse? And thank you very much. Well, I'm always happy to talk about our tactile <laughs> maps at the Lighthouse. But, as, yeah. you know, I was going to count up the number of regionals and I, before I came in this morning, and I forgot to do it. But I would say that a majority of states have at least one regional and the larger states have have multiple regionals um and so what i would say is um if you go to brailchallenge.org you can go, find a page where they list all the regionals and again if you or if uh when when i give up my email address if you want to write to me and i can send you an article that lists them 
one thing that I would encourage you to think about is if you're a Braille enthusiast and you live in a, an area that doesn't have a regional, that I would encourage you to reach out to your schools for the blind or your, um, your vision, uh, teachers for the visually impaired in your school districts or to your, your state's library for the blind, your regional library, and see if you can organize a group to get a regional challenge going in your region, because I think that it would be wonderful if every kid in the country had a regional within a reasonable distance of their home so that they could everybody could participate. So talking about uh, the Lighthouse for the Blind, I, as I mentioned earlier, I work in the Media and Accessible Design Laboratory, which we call the Mad Lab. And we do, in our tactile graphics, we do mostly maps. I mean, we do all lots of other tactile graphics, depending, depending on what people ask us to do. Um, but we do maps. Uh, and then some of those maps, we actually then can sell in our store at the Lighthouse, which is called the Adaptations Store. We have, you can call in at 888-400-8933, or you can go to our store online at adaptations.org and look for what we have in Braille and tactile maps. So we have, for example, we have maps of the United States. We have maps of the San Francisco Bay Area. We have, um, we, we have um, let's see, what are other, some other tactiles that we have there? Uh, we, there's there's a product that Apple has produced to help teach kids how to program. It's called Swift Playgrounds, and it's a, a an app that they do on the iPad, where a student is is taught is is basically told to write computer programs to control a robot going through a maze and picking up prizes. And so we've produced a, a set couple sets of booklets that show. The, the the layout in tactile graphic form of those mazes that the students want to run their robots through. Uh, we also um, have done uh, tactile graphics of on a, for educational purposes. There's something called that's uh, I'm I'm forgetting what it is, but it's it's a booklet of uh, tactile graphics that are used to teach students how to read tactile graphics. And that we've it's yeah building graphic literacy is what it's called but we do that and then we do other things as well in addition to that we also have products to help people uh with their braille like uh, we have uh books of uh, booklets that show uh contractions for unified english braille so if you're new to ueb and you want to get up to speed on the different contractions that they use in ueb you can get a handy booklet that'll you you can use as a reference not only is that available in Braille, but we have a version that has both Braille and large print as well. We also have a Braille calendar that the Lighthouse produces every year. And I'm proud of that because I'm the designer of that, ca that calendar. And we boast that it has more a listing of more events than any of the other Braille calendars on the market, as far as we know. So we do that. And then we do other Braille things as well. So again, if you go to adaptations.org, you can get... Uh, a list of those things. And there's one other thing that's really cool that we do that's unique. I mentioned that we have tactile maps. As you can imagine, it's usually very time consuming and expensive to, to produce tactile maps, so they can be a little pricey. But we have a tactile map that's known as a T map. That's T like Thomas, M like Michael, A, P like Papa. That stands for Tactile Automated, uh, Automated Map Production. This is a system where we can type in a an address or an intersection like say 
8th and Market Street into a website and it will generate in a matter of minutes a file, a graphic file that can be produced on a graphic embosser that will show the streets around that given address that you request. So for example, if you are wanting to know how the streets are laid out in your new neighborhood, you could contact the adaptation store, order a T-map, give them the, your, your home address, and they could produce a map that would show the streets in your area. And so you could see how the streets are laid out. Or say if you were traveling, like to a conference and you wanted to know what's the, how are the streets laid out around your hotel, you could get that. Or if you were starting a new job and you wanted to know how what is the neighborhood layout around my new office building, you could get that. And they're only about twenty-five dollars to get a set of, to get maps that way. So it's a uh, very affordable, very quick, and very useful. And that, in a nutshell, is the kind of things that we do with tactile graphics in the Mad Lab here at the Lighthouse. Interesting. Thank you. Yes. Okay. That's impressive. Can I do a follow-up question, Valine? Sure. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Oh, I, I just thank you so much for all of that. I'll certainly go to that website. But I also would like to note the maps that you mentioned of the United States. Are those yes. individual outline maps or or is an individual map showing locations of major cities, for example? It's Thank a pretty you. basic map. It, it's it's this one is a pretty basic map. It's it's this basically shows the outline of the states um, in the U.S. So it's it's a it's a basic map, but it's a it's a you know it's a handy one though. Uh, I have a follow up question to this. Uh, you yes. mentioned about twenty five dollars fee. Is that yes. per map or per month per year or that uh, is that's that's per map. So for example, let's say that if you yeah. wanted to get a map of your home address, that would be $25. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted okay. to get, say, then a map of your work address, that would be another $25. And also, do we need a graphic embosser? Is that different from regular one? Like yes, old you do. enabling? Yeah. You, yeah. Well, in the case of, if you order the maps from us, uh -huh. you can actually, we will actually send you a printed copy of the map. Now, oh, okay. yeah. if, if you're somebody who, if you actually do have access to a graphic embosser, Mm. Then what you can actually do is uh, get 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 a free registration to our TMAP system, and then you can mm -hmm. download your own graphic files and emboss them yourself if you've got that access. Say, oh, then either if no, you're at a school no district or if you're if oh, that's no cost. Yeah, so uh -huh. like if you have if you're working for a uh -huh. school district okay. where they have yeah. graphic embossers, or yeah. you happen to be at a library, have access to a library that has a graphic embossers. Like I know mm -hmm. that the uh, high school. Uh, Library for the Blind in New York City has those. I don't know about other libraries, but if you do have access to those embossers, you then then at no cost you can just access the uh, the yes. service and and download those team apps to your heart's yeah. content and just emboss away. <laughs> and probably it just cost you papers. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, I believe most uh, graphic embossers are from U plus. Or does human wear yes, also? Yes, uh, View Plus is probably the most well known. Um, yes, I think that a, the uh, the index embossers, some of them can also do graphics, and I think mm -hmm. even that mm -hmm. some of I believe that one or two of the uh, enabling technologies yeah. uh, 
embossers. I think I'll also do graphics. But yeah, okay. the, the the biggest name I'd say is is the View Plus. View Plus. Got yeah, it. we and we use those. Uh-huh. That's what we use for our yeah. type of graphics is View Plus embossers. Correct. Okay. Great. Thank you, Alice. You picked my mind. I wanted to know more about regional and national braille challenge, which yes. you asked. So that's great. Okay, we move to the next. Um, we have four more raised hands here in Zoom. Oh, yeah. okay. uh, I just want to check if we have any in Clubhouse. Uh, we got some listening, but no hands at this time. Okay. No hands. Okay. Uh, the right. next move Zoom, on Zoomers to are as, as, asking the right questions. The Clubhouse folks don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. As uh, long as Clubhouse is happy, we are happy. Uh, okay. We can move on to Estelle. Estelle, yes. Estelle. Thank you very much. Thank Mm -hmm. you for the wonderful explanation of the opportunities that are available for these blind students. I'm curious about how a blind person responds to a multiple choice question. How do they how do they actually respond? Do they have to just write it on the you know using their brailler on another sheet of paper, or is there some kind of an answer sheet for them? How does that work? Every student has a brailler and paper, so they just write the answers on 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 uh, a sheet of braille. Okay. So you, okay. so you mean the braillers are provided by the lighthouse when the students come there? Yes, yeah, the okay. organization that that sponsors the event, you know, provides uh-huh. the the brailers oh, okay. for, for in the in this in the testing rooms, and so yeah. the students each have access to a brailler. Got it. So if if I'm a student, I don't have to carry my heavy. You don't have writing. to bring your brailler to that regional. <laughs> nope, you just bring yourself, <laughs> and all the test materials are provided. Yeah. You okay. know, and, yeah. uh, Yes, exactly. Yeah. Estelle, you have more follow up questions or? a different question uh, quickly. I think the the opportunities for the students are so essential and so wonderful for the young, the younger kids, the young kids, but do you, does Lighthouse provide any kinds of programs for us older folks that are just (laughs) learning? Yeah, good idea. Absolutely. We do have a Braille Uh instructor on staff. And so if you are in the, uh, in the in the in the area that the lighthouse serves physically, you can certainly get braille instruction through the lighthouse. I don't think we we I I wouldn't rule out doing online instruction because I know that we were certainly doing instruction during the the pandemic, you know, by Zoom. So I would say that um, if if you are particularly interested in getting braille instruction through the lighthouse in San Francisco then you could contact them and ask them if they have um, virtual Braille training. Um, so that's a possibility. Of course, mm-hmm. there's always Hadley Institute as well that does Braille and, and and lots of other places that provide Braille training. But yes, we do have does, Braille instruction for adults, definitely. Does the Lighthouse provide uh, books in Braille with lessons or... Uh, information or textbooks or things like that in Braille? We do have some of that, yes. Um, and some of that's available through adaptations in addition to the to the Braille contraction uh, uh, pamphlet that I mentioned. There are, a, there's a set of flashcards with the Braille contractions on them. Also, there is, I think that they carry the McDuffie Reader, which is a, a, a tutorial book for 
learning UEB. I, I actually think it's very good. It's I think it's well done. So right. yes, you if you want to get some materials in terms of braille instruction, we also have the full range of slates and stylus and braille paper and all that good stuff. You know, braille labels, uh, all that all that nifty stuff. If you want to get, so we can definitely meet your braille needs at the adaptation store. Okay, thank you very much. Yes, great. Thank you, Estelle. And um, next is. We have a couple of raised, uh, yes. previously raised hands, but um, then Miner is a new raised hand, so I think we'll move to him next. Who, Dan? Yes. Uh, Hi, Dan. Dan. Hello. So you, a little on the side, you're talking about tactile graphics and whatnot. I yes. actually have a Romeo uh, 50 Pro that mm -hmm. has very basic graphics capability. Right. I am trying to figure out how to even use that as a blind person and, you know, get that going. Would you have any suggestions, uh, software? Um, or I, I don't. That's not my, the Romeo is not my area of expertise. I, I guess that I would say is um, contact uh, um, enabling technologies. I, I'm not sure. To, and, and see if you can get a, a manual for that. Um, that. That would be my suggestion. You know, I don't know if they have their manuals online. You'd, you'd have to check into that. Yeah, I've looked at the manual, and it's it's just basic usage, not <laughs> nothing about yeah. tactile graphics. Yeah, so that so I don't have that's that's the only answer I can have for that at the, for, okay. the, for the Romeo. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we can next. move to Diane next. Diane. Mm -hmm. Oh, it looks. Uh... There we go. I think I'm unmuted now. There you uh -huh. are. Yes, you are. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, Welcome. um, I'm wondering, Frank, if you know when the uh, Braille challenge started. You know, I'm wanting to say it's about 30 years ago, or close to. Uh, it. I forget exactly, but it's about 30 years, give or take. Ah, yeah. uh, that's the. That, that's a shame. I, I'm i sorry they didn't have that when I was in school. Oh, I tell me about it. I'm oh, I'm, oh, absolutely. I'm you, I would have me, loved you and me to, both. Uh, I would have yeah. loved to have been able to compete in that. And um, I think I still have on my computer, I don't remember who sent it by email, but I have a one of the exercises from an old Braille challenge. And I I think it was the varsity mm -hmm. and it was the graphs and charts oh, exercise. Uh -huh. And yeah. I tried to do that and it took me forever. <laughs> and I always thought I was yeah. a veteran Braille reader. <laughs> so, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the graphics kind of add a new wrinkle to it, don't they? Yeah. 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 And um, so I, I, I thought it was. I thought that was great. I, I don't know if I would yes. have passed it if I'd taken it or not, but it would have been fun to try. <laughs> oh, I know. And, and, and like I said earlier, you know, even if, even as an adult to be, to go to a, to a regional rail challenge and either be a volunteer or just hang out is just a great experience. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can, uh, I'm, I'm glad you supplied all of those, um, all those, addresses and phone numbers i'm gonna try and get a hold of the one around here and uh, see yeah you know and i would say that even if even if by the time you're we're talking here 
your regional event has already taken place, you know, get on the radar for next year, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah, I will. And, and I'm sure they're all looking for volunteers. The, yeah. Thanks for publishing that in the memorandum. That was yes. That was good. Anybody I'll, in the clubhouse, Brad? Sorry, Diane, I didn't want to cut you off. I've got about a half dozen listening, but I've had no hands. <laughs> no hands. Okay. All right. So, all right. Um, uh, we uh, can move on to Tony. Next. Hi, Tony. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, yeah. we can. Sure. Okay. Um, here I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. And we're speaking about the Braille Challenge. We had one here at the downtown yes at the downtown library and um our group went our um group went and we started at eight o'clock in the morning and um and we had the kids doing the same thing and after the kids they won their awards and stuff like that uh-huh. And then they had a um run a, a drum challenge and um, right, everybody huh? and everybody <laughs> went and they enjoyed that. I mean, it was so much fun. So I know it what is, you're talking isn't it? about. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I know what you're what, talking what about. What is grown challenge? Could you just tell me more? No, I, no. Uh... I said the Braille challenge, not the grown oh, challenge. The, okay, the, okay. Got it. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. yeah so, we, so we do have them. Here mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. Yeah, you know. I think there's several places in Florida that have it. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. yeah, but there, but we have them downtown at the um at the big library, and we yeah. and they choose the kids from um St. Augustine. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From mm. the yeah from, from the there. school from the line. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that's that's I know, what that's I want to say. Yeah. Thank well, you for sharing, uh, Tony. Are you joining first time? Um, no, I've been, I've been, uh, in, been I've been in here. Um, okay. I've, I, every every Thursday, I come in and listen, but sometimes I just be in Clubhouse. <laughs> you know, okay, okay, that's fine, no problem. Okay, yes. I'm the facilitator. Hey, and I my know. Name is you know me, okay? We, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice we, to meet we'll, you, though. A bunch Same of us here. will be in your town next summer. Pardon yeah. me. You know, in 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 24, a bunch of us will be visiting you. Um. Yeah. At the ACV the, convention. Um, yeah. For <laughs> yeah. Convention. Yeah. We will be there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That will be uh-huh. nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, excuse me. I'm Cheryl. I'm from Texas. I'm having trouble uh, getting my mm-hmm. hand raised. My technology is not wanting to cooperate today. I have a. Go quick... ahead. Yeah. Now it's your turn now, Cheryl. What now? It's your turn. You're up. Go oh, ahead. I appreciate it very much. Didn't I? Don't mean to interrupt. But I tried, first of all, joining in Clubhouse. I'm just sitting at home today. We have ice in Texas. But anyway, mm-hmm. I, uh, y'all kept going around, and I did hit the button, request to speak, and I didn't get called upon. So I thought, well, maybe there's a problem. I'll just go on. on my comp- I'm on my PC now. But I have trouble in Clubhouse when I try to uh, go back and review the class, which I would like to. Is there a search word that literally says search so I could type in ACB Club? That's the question for Brad, right? Brad is in charge of Clubhouse. I didn't understand the question. Okay. If I go into my app, Clubhouse, on my phone, and I say want to review today's session, is there a a search 
field that I need that literally says search button that I can double tap on so I can type in ACB club so I could review today's session. I would search by I love Braille, I would think. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what you would search by? Well, is there a uh, yeah. that says search or what it is? Because I kept saying it said explore houses. I saw that. So what is it? That's say? something different. Um, do you follow ACB? Yes, I think I do. I would. <laughs> you want to make sure that you have follow it, join the club, whatever mm-hmm. they call it. Mm-hmm. And it should show up under, you know, to be honest with you, I'm using a software that allows me to access Clubhouse on my computer. And I really have not used the Clubhouse app on my iOS device in a long time. And I know it constantly changes. So there should be a search feature there. Okay. Um, Well, this is really the first time I've listened to I Love Braille. I am not a whiz at Braille, but it's very helpful mm -hmm. to me in my kitchen. And I write addresses and recipes down on it. I have a Perkins Brailler. I prefer that over the Slayton Stylus. I love it. Cheryl, uh, we have a, a discussion related to Braille at all levels. Even for those who are just making primary use of Braille, we do have presenters at different times. Today is a different uh, story. We have a presenter talking about Braille Challenge at the Lighthouse. I think it's fabulous. I wish you had this for adults. This would be wonderful. Ah, oh, I great. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this would be yeah. great. Oh, yeah. I think it, it is That's amazing. a good idea, though. If somebody can work out uh, having a Braille challenge for adults, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that, that would, would be, fun. be nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you, was- Cheryl. Any other question do you have? Well, um, uh, uh, did you say y'all had a Braille pamphlet with all the contractions on it or something like that? Yes, at the uh, at the adaptations.org. You can order it there at adaptations.org. That's how, that's how it's spelled. It just adaptations, like it sounds, adaptations.org. That's correct. And it's just a pamphlet with all the contractions on it. Yes, it's the contract. That's a UEB contractions booklet. That's right. Okay. Well, I may, I may be interested in purchase and y'all mail that by snail mail. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Well, that would be wonderful uh, to acquire, but I'm just so impressed with this braille challenge because it really uh, motivates a person to learn braille and it really develops their skills and challenges at at an early age i just wish there was something like this for uh, adults well like i said even if you can't compete it's it's worth going to an event just to take it in you know and i know there are several regionals in texas so check it out (laughs) really where would i go to check it out um good idea um yes i would say look Look for on the web, look for braillechallenge.org. Okay. okay. And maybe maybe put te- slash Texas. Maybe. Um, if you look on that website, they have a link to their to a list of the regional uh events. So that's okay. where you'll find it. Yeah. Okay. All and there right. Are several okay. in Texas. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. And I think we have Beth and Lori waiting to ask uh, subsequent questions. Is that right? Yes, and we have about 13 minutes to the hour as well. Yeah, 13 oh. minutes. That's fine. Beth? Oh, me? Um, yes. Yeah, I was wondering, um, just say if a child comes to the challenge and they only have the use of one hand, 
Now, now I'm wondering, um, do you have the one-handed uh, railers? Do do they ever use those um, one-handed ones? That I don't know. I don't think they normally would, but I'm guessing that if 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 the the organizers are notified ahead of time, that's probably an accommodation they might be able to work out. I certainly hope so. Um, I'm just you know normally it's curious. just it's just the standard the the standard Perkins Brailler, but you know these are real people that we're dealing with. So again, probably if you if you if if a, a teacher of the visually impaired has a student who uses one hand and they contact the organizers, that I would hope that that would be something that could be worked out. And and you know, like cognitive um, intellectually disabled, do you have those? I guess it depends how bad they are, right? Do you have those people do like? If a child probably, is, you know, and whatever, whatever the person's grade level is, that's, that's where they're going to be. So, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, so I think w whether, whether you have a learning disability or not, I think that it's, it's, you know, you can certainly participate as much as you can. Mm -hmm. That's great. Great. Yeah. And, yeah. Accommodations... And, it, and it's fun. I, I would, I think, hmm. I, I think that most, most students can participate, you know, you know, some may may not be great at Braille, but it's still a lot of right. fun, still worthwhile. Because I hear about it through NFB, too. I, I NFB does, you know, the uh, mm -hmm. Braille readers are leaders. So, they, yeah, that's a different yeah. thing. But, yeah, they do. They do. Oh, they do yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. OK, Good. well, thank you. Thank you, Beth. And Lori. Yep. Hi, am I unmuted? Yes. No, you're not. Oh, okay, <laughs> because, I, because I'm hearing you. Great, so I'm unmuted. Thank you. Um, I had a comment um, and a, sure. a question. My question is: um, Do uh, is the Braille challenge only within the United States, or does it extend to other countries? There mm. are some up. There are some regionals up in Canada. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. I think mm -hmm. I'm. I could be wrong about this, but I think there might even be one in Britain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. And my comment yeah. is that I got a set of T maps several years ago from the lighthouse, and they're right. you know, they're really interesting. I think I thought I had four originally, but I have three, and they they um, have different um, feet per you know per inch. That's right. You can you that's some right. are when really you, spread you, out. They're, they're very large. Yes, so you, you can adjust streets. it because yes, we can we can change the scale on the maps, and that's important because you know if you're in a dense urban area you know, with, with lots of streets and you probably need to zoom in because otherwise it would be overwhelming. But if you're living out in the country, you, you know, where you've got like a half a mile between roads, you may have to zoom way out so that you have more than one road. There was one time when I did a, a team at for somebody and she gave me her address and I used the standard scale and it had exactly one road on it. So I had to <laughs> zoom way out so I could actually find some intersections. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> really like a country road somewhere. Yes. Yeah, and I see that they have a. I hadn't looked at these for a while. There's a little circle or star for exactly where my um, address right. is little, on the it's map. It's a little circle about the about the size of your fingertip, mm -hmm. and that right in the middle of the map, and that is where that's that's that you are here. Yeah, that's your that's the address. Yeah, and then you these see the really lines cool. going around it. Those are the streets. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know that years ago, um, I I attended a convention and somebody from TSI they had graphics and they said you know children really need to learn graphics because she said this graphic was of a clock and a lot of people thought it was a baseball diamond yeah exactly and and so many times people are are not exposed to those graphics and even and and yet 
you know, sighted folks, they just get it. It's around them. It's like, it's in yeah. their face, you know, yeah. so yeah. that they pick up all of this graphic literacy just because it's around them every day. And, and blind kids may not be exposed to that. So we may miss on a lot of things. Um, I remember many years, a number of years ago, I, I went to a, uh, a, an exhibit with a huge number of, of Christmas crushes, you know, from around mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. And the person I was with kept talking about, you know, the different, like the styles of clothing that the different people were wearing or the style, style styles of architecture. And I didn't, even though I knew the words, I didn't know specifically what those things looked like. Mm-hmm. So that's where it would be really helpful to have a lot more exposure to tactile graphics so that we would have that same access to, spatial information not just maps but for example patterns of clothing or styles of architecture mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. or or like you know like the shape of famous buildings like wouldn't you like to know oh, everybody yeah. talks about the sydney opera house and this is an mm-hmm. interesting shape building i would love to see a tactile model of that you know so yeah exactly yeah i have a, a couple of of uh three-dimensional models one of the um the uh uh Franklin, a uh, couple of Washington monuments. And right. And I have one yeah, of those are nice. the Seven Gables, House of Seven Gables. I just love those. I think yeah, they're fascinating. Exactly. Yeah, those are really handy. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, that is our last question on the side in Zoom. Um, is there well, any is- in Clubhouse? Well, this is probably a good time for me to give you my work email address so that if any of you would like to contact me again, like if you want me to send you that that article about the Braille challenge or if you want more information about uh, the Lighthouse or about MADLAB or what we do with Tactile Graphics or any of that, you can write to me. It's uh, my first initial and last name. So it's F as in Frank, W. E like echo, L like lion, T like tango, E like echo, at lighthouse-sf.org. So that's L like lion, I like India, G like go, H like hotel, T like tango, H like hotel again, O like Oscar, U like uniform, S like Sierra, E like echo, and then the hyphen, and then S like Sierra, F like foxtrot, dot o like oscar r like romeo g like go so that's f welty at lighthouse hyphen sf dot org okay great uh sorry i was lost for a few minutes i'm not sure if anybody wanted me it's willing uh frank i have a couple of observations and a question um okay. are we done with everybody else we do have so. Beth who raised hand again. We oh. have one hand, okay. Who is that? Beth. Hi, Beth. Yeah, please be brief. Hi. Yeah, yeah Hi, I'll, I'll be quick. Um, okay. Yeah, I was well, yeah. I was just curious if the Hatland Center, like for the blind, um, used to be called Living Skills Center. Um, sure. Do I, they I ever volunteer or like, like since it's adults there, do the teachers ever come and volunteer or? You know, um, I don't, I don't know. They might, you know, um, we certainly know about Hatland Center and, and 
they they do come to a lot of lighthouse events. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now it, whether whether they're going to any of them will be volunteering at the uh, the, the challenge next month. I don't know, but I, that would be great. We certainly would welcome them. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, uh, sometimes we extend it a few minutes beyond our if need be, uh, with the permission of the guest speaker. Do you have time? Just in case. Uh, I have a hard I have a hard stop at ten o'clock. I have a meeting I need to get to. Okay, by ten. Yes, that's right. right. At the top of the okay. hour. Yes. Okay, I'll be very brief about my observation. Uh, many things, Frank, you said do not apply to many of our participants here because they are all adults. However, if friends uh, who are attending here, if you know some student who can participate in Braille Challenge, you may want to encourage. One thing. Secondly, some of us are in the foreign countries, and now that we have learned that uh, Braille Challenge can be available to other countries as well, so those who are in other countries like South Africa or Macedonia, if you would like to be part of Braille Challenge, you may want to contact uh, the organizers through BrailleChallenge.org, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, maybe uh, your country can also be one of the regions like Canada and Great Britain. And now one question I have, Frank. Uh, uh, I'm wondering, you know, you see, I'm able to read Braille with both yes. my thumbs, both index fingers and both middle fingers, uh, a little bit of ring fingers, and my pinky is not that obedient, but sometimes I make out a couple of letters by my pinky as well. So I can right. use 10 fingers. What I was wondering, if I could do some presentation during this uh, challenge, would that be in any way motivating for people, I would uh, I would say go ahead and contact Jamie Gump, okay, and just see if yes. they if they still have openings for speakers and see where it goes. Okay, all right, sounds Jamie good. Gump I'll do that. sf.org. Yeah. Yes, sure. Okay, you'd be a you'd be a heck of a score. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We are reaching the end of the hour and our guest speaker also has to go. So I would not hold you so much. I thank you so much for joining today and participating actively. I'm very happy that we got as much information as possible from our well-learned guest speaker, Frank Pelty. And a special always, thanks always to Frank Pelty. Uh, he is always uh, uh, helpful. He uh, was a guest speaker in the beginning of I Love Braille. Now I Love Braille has completed one and a half year. So we are All moving right. ahead. Uh, I also would like to thank our host Abraham, our clubhouse host Brad, and our all-time friend Herbie and everybody else. I wish you all a good week ahead and good weekend. And I'll Thanks. see you next Thursday with I Have a Question feature. So bring your question Bye-bye. related to Braille. Bye now. <laughs>